On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get sunburned by the Phoenix Suns. What does this mean for Luka Doncic? And is this a wake-up call for the Mavs? Also, the 76ers fall down 0-2 to the Miami Heat. And uh, the refs, the refs like themselves. And we'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown NBA. I'm going to do that again. That was so stupid. I'm doing that again. That was a bad cold open. Okay, wait. <laughs> you stopped like half with I was like, he okay? He's stroking it. <laughs> I just I, I was trying to think of one more thing. What's our what's our oh um He said the refs, the refs they like themselves. Oh god. <laughs> I wanted to be like they're they're all they're like they're feeling themselves too much. Something like that. I don't know. I just lost what I was gonna say. Three, two. On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get sunburned by the Phoenix Suns. What does this mean for Luka Doncic, and is it a wake-up call for the Mavs? And why haven't the Philadelphia 76ers made one big key adjustment against the Heat that everybody's asking for? Talk about all that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome. You're locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. The best way you can help us out is comment below. What's your favorite team? What did you think about Luca getting dominated in that game? I'm sure there are thoughts on both sides of that. And joining me, as always, on a Thursday, the host of Locked On Bulls. What you got for me, Pat, the designer? Hey, uh, we saw two games tonight. They they were playing basketball, at least on one team. <laughs> one team showed up in both games, and uh, the Dallas Mavericks fall to the Phoenix Suns. The Sixers fall to the Miami Heat. Both those games to talk about, and then maybe some little extras at the end. We got Ben Simmons' back surgery, Gary Payton, the second injury update, the NBA officials, and Jack Harlow going back and forth on That's Twitter. so weird. <laughs> we'll talk so about that and, and maybe a little counted up segment at the end. <laughs> but let's start with, I mean, the Phoenix Suns are just the best team in the NBA, and they have been for months. We've known this for months. They have yeah. They got 64 wins in the regular season. Pat, do you know how many teams have had 64 or more wins in the regular season in the NBA history? Think about all the teams that have ever played. In NBA history? Uh, Bulls? Give me a, give uh, me a ballpark. Bulls. Yeah, how many? You know, uh, there's, like, there's like six Bulls up there, but give uh, me a ball. Mostly give me Bulls. A, give, me a, probably, give me a ballpark. I mean, you're talking team, like same team can do it multiple times? 30? 25. That was real close. I was surprised. There are 25 teams in NBA history have had 64 wins. And this is not a team that just got to 64 wins because they have they were like the seven seconds or less, you know, Suns where they had an incredible de- had incredible offense and a suspect defense. Yeah. Number three in offensive rating and defensive rating. This Suns team went healthy, which they are now. They were not in the first round. And so people were saying, Oh, even even myself, I got caught up into it with, oh man, the, the Pelicans took two games off of the Suns. This Suns team may not be all it's cracked up to be. They may just be a regular season. Blah, blah. No, this Suns team is amazing. <laughs> they're, they're, and their starting lineup just 
kind of doesn't have any weaknesses. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And and that I, I literally tweeted it out at one point. I was like, there's so many options for the Phoenix Suns in this game. Like when when you thought Chris Paul had a – it was very random in like the second quarter where I think he missed two shots in a row. Like all of a sudden, everybody else starts being able to make shots. I mean, you, you saw tonight, right? Like it goes deep with the scoring. We're talking about from DeAndre Ayton all the way down to JaVale McGee. No, no, we're not going to JaVale McGee. All the way down. I mean, we're, we're talking about five-plus points. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and, and it might not say much, but that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys. With multiple buckets. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that adds up, especially in a game like this, and especially when you have two guys like Chris Paul and... Uh, 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 Devin Booker, you know Devin Booker can give you that level of output, but when you see the the opportunity, and it's something that I said, uh, we'll get into it with with uh, uh, Philly as well, but the opportunity for a guy who scores a lot at one moment to be like, oh, I can take a break right now, or oh, I can just kind of focus on the defensive end. I don't have to come down here and, and get buckets. Oh, y'all, Chris Paul is dominating right now in the fourth. You know where Devin Booker was? Chilling. On the bench for a good portion of that. You know what I'm saying? Dapping so, up babies over hey, there. Hey, you know what I mean? So so when you have the opportunity to do that and there's so many options, and even when your bench comes in, they give you a good, consistent uh, 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 option to where your stars can rest, that's when you see teams go their furthest in the playoffs. DeAndre Ayton, their number one pick overall, that's like their center that's waiting for this max contract this offseason, and he's been holding out for it. My guy played 18 and a half minutes in this game. Yeah. Like he didn't play barely at, at all in the moments that like actually mattered for the Suns because this team can do it in so many ways. Like you said, there's so many options for the Suns team. On lockdown Mavs, we've just been talking about, okay, what are the adjustments the Mavs need to make? Okay, what change do they need to make? Okay, how many players can't play in the series? The Suns aren't talking about any of that. Yeah. The Suns aren't talking about any of that. The Suns are not in a place where they're like, okay, this guy can't play. I don't know if there's a single player on their lineup. Even Bismack Biombo went in there in this game and played 18 minutes, had four dunks and, and you know a couple of fouls, and that's fine because yeah. everybody had a million fouls in this game. But Yeah, for real. <laughs> but DeAndre Ayton only plays 18 minutes, and they still do what they do. They wait around and wait around. Like If you just look at the shot chart, like if you just look at the game flow from this game, the, like the lead tracker, it's just like, you know, the Suns are hanging around, hanging around. Mavs get a little bit of a lead, and the Suns take it back a little bit. And then the fourth quarter starts. It was 89 to 86 with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So early in the fourth quarter, 89 to 86, it felt like, okay, the Mavs, this is the game they got to take. This is the game the Mavericks have to take. Luka has to take over in this moment, take this game. Yeah. And the Suns, or the Mavs were shooting well from three. The Suns were, you know, were struggling a little bit here and there. And then just Chris Paul. Like, Chris Paul just <laughs> took this game by the throat and just, and the way that they did it was against Luca. Against Luca, Haralba Balgaris, who is, is known for having numbers, <laughs> numbers about the Mavs, it turns out that he, uh, they, Mavericks went after, or the, the Suns went after Luca 50 times. In uh, as the screen defender, so Luca was defending. The Mavericks tried to get a, or the Suns tried to get a switch yeah. with Luka Doncic as the defender. They did it fifty times. That's an insane number of times to go at somebody, but they did it fifty times, and they scored one point seven two points per chance against that. Like that, 
that would lead the NBA in like points for uh, points off of a pick and roll. <laughs> they yeah. did it against one player in this, and it was just Luca's defense that really took him out of the game. Luca afterwards said, "I just need to play better on defense. That's it." Yeah, it, and it's interesting to see, right? Because they're exploiting a weakness essentially that we've talked about with the Mavs, but that we thought kind of had gotten better towards the end of that season, right? Like, you you watched the Mavs towards the end of the, end of the season, and I was like, listen, I've, I've criticized Luka's defense this season, but maybe it was just him laying off of the red wine and getting back in shape because <laughs> Luka's actually playing really good defense right now. The team as a whole was playing really good defense. There was a point in this in, in, uh, early in this season, right, where the Mavs, when Luka Doncic was off of the court, we're a top defensive team in the NBA, and I thought we had moved past that point, but it seems like it, it's kind of coming back. I don't know if it's because Luka's trying to focus so much on the other end. We've seen that as well, right? We're like, I have to do so much to score yeah. on one end that I'm not focusing as much defensively, but it's definitely an issue. And and to me, right, you also have to pinpoint what what else is going on with this Mavs team, right? Like, well, the so big... T- Go to ahead. your point, to your point, Luca does have to do so much, and I've watched every single minute of Luca's NBA, yeah. like NBA career, NBA right? Career, for sure, he, he has to do so much, and it's because nobody on the Mavericks can like drive or pass. Yeah. Like you, you just can't on this team. How many times in this game did Luca even pass off of a leg or pass off of a limb or a, a pass get picked off? And Luca throws turnovers. He tries stuff, and, and you know things go wild for him. He had seven turnovers in this game, which is actually like not even a ton for Luca. But J- <laughs> Jalen Brunson just can't get anything going. He was incredible against the Jazz. He scored forty points in a playoff game against the Jazz. He can't get anything going. Spencer Dinwiddie had like one little run at the beginning of the second quarter that was a, a good moment for the Mavericks. But he's three of ten in this game and just chucking up threes, and that's the only way he can get shots off at times in this game. I mean, nobody else can really get things going, and. Some of that is because the, the Mavericks around Luka aren't good enough to get their own shots, but some of it is because the Suns' defense is incredible, and they're so good, and they're so interconnected, and they have so many options, and they have so many guys they can throw at all these others that they're like, they have decided in this series, you can tell from game one when Luka had 45, and in this game two, we're just going to let Luka go one-on-one against everybody, and then we're just going to stay home on everybody else. We're not going to throw the doubles that Luka can just – pick apart with passes and, and all that kind of stuff. We're just going to yeah. throw one-on-one against him. And nobody has an answer for Luca one-on-one, but how often can he do it? How much can he do it? And how, how does, how long does he do it until he gets worn down? I'll ask you because listen, you're, you're the Mavs expert, but to me, right. Is it, it almost looks like a Donovan Mitchell effect with the team where Donovan Mitchell is just oh, taking careful. so many, <laughs> well, not, not to, not to say like <laughs> he's taking bad shots. Cause he's taking shots that are good for Luca. Luca loves to, he's, he's attacking the rim more in this situation, but to where he's so ball dominant, right? In two games in this series, Jalen Brunson has shot nine for 28, and he's one for four from the three-point line. Spencer Dinwiddie has shot six for 18, which isn't bad, but, you know, when you break it down, it's basically three made shots in two games. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And, and it, Turns the, out it's not a good number. It's not a good number at all. But but the question is, right, can, can the guys who thrived so well in round one thrive when Luka's being so ball dominant? 
That's a good, it's a good question. It's a good question to talk about and to say, is this a wake-up call for Luca for the Mavericks and all that? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out all your betting stats and info and all the lines and odds and everything you need. Let's talk about let's look at a couple of NBA series that are on right now. The Warriors, minus 310 favorite to win the series against the Grizzlies. Grizzlies plus 260. So if you're still feeling good about the Grizzlies out there, put down 100 bucks, you win 260. If the Grizzlies end up winning that series, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good number right there. Uh, the Celtics now favorite. They're minus 120 to win that series. That 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 one's just going back and forth. Whoever wins the <laughs> whoever wins the last game is just getting favored in that one. They have series props as well. You can pick. Uh, let's say if you think it's Bucks in five, that's a plus six seventy five or a six seventy five for that one. If you think it's Celtics in seven, that's plus two fifty. There's all kinds of different odds and stuff like that. Go check it out. It's Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast with Rafael Barlow, who is incredible. Chad Ford, if you know who Chad Ford was, basically handed, handed NBA Big Board to Rafael Barlow, appointed him, knighted him, and said, you are the next draft guy. And so go listen to Rafael Barlow, NBA Big Board, the podcast, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. All right, Pat, let's talk quickly about Luka, and then we'll get over to that Heat and Sixers game. But... This is a wake-up call for, for Luka Doncic because, and for the Mavericks front office because they they won their first-round series. That was the goal for this team. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're in a place where, okay, now this is a test because this is the best team in the NBA, the Suns. Clearly, clearly the best team. And now you get to see how far away are we from an NBA championship because this Suns team should win the title. They should. There's no one in the East that scares. Who? Who in the East scares you enough? The way the Celtics have been playing? I, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say the Celtics, but I think if you run it back, uh, the Heat. The, no, if you no, <laughs> no, 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 no. If, if you run it back, listen. Just the because Bucks the, without Middleton. Hey, hey, hey t- take it from me. Just because <laughs> the Bucks lost Game Two does not mean they're going to lose the series. At thirty six inches, a bullhead back there to back that up. Uh, so like they're gonna, they, they're going to be fine. You know what I'm saying? But but I feel like there's there's something about the familiarity of playing against the team that you've already played in the finals. Granted, uh, 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 Phoenix is playing at an out-of-this-world level. But then again, who's – I mean, the best player in the series is still Giannis at the end of the day if they do match up and that. So that yeah, would be the toughest match We can say that about this series right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, no, I, I think the interesting thing about the Mavs, right, is like I said, like, what are they going to add? Like, you thought Jalen Brunson yeah. was that piece – is he really that piece? It, or is this just like, like there's two things that were true, right? You're playing against the toughest, one of the, uh, well, uh, the toughest the, defense the, in the, the Western biggest Conference. Test, the biggest test in yeah. the NBA you could have in the second round. And Jalen Brunson is struggling against it while you also have to look at it and say, well, yeah, he's not been in this position before. Oh, by the way, none of the Mavericks have been in this position before. They, nope. they haven't been to this point nope. in the season before. And so I feel like they, there's kind of a give and take with that, right? And, and there is something to say, yeah, we might need to add a couple of pieces, but continuity is important. And getting to this point is a huge step for Dallas in this situation to me. 
I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I do this with a, a locked on bulls host that appreciates the the process you have to go through from getting the, getting a star to then going to the playoffs and then winning a first round series. Like it's not like you can't have everything yeah. all at once. It's good. There's there's steps to this, and the Mavericks have taken a the Mavericks have taken <laughs> a, <laughs> Mavericks have taken a step forward, and they just have to now figure out a way to take the next step forward. And it goes with Luca too. Luca's got to be in better shape. You don't get attacked 50 times like that. Yeah. And it's not just the calf injury. The calf injury in the first round was something, and it did hold him back. And he he as he has been a step slower since then, and that affects you for sure. And I've I, you know I've watched every minute of it. I know that it, it's affected him, but it's not everything. He still uh, he still has a, a ways to go with his um, with his conditioning, and that's something that, that he has to come back. And next year, if we hear Luca's Luca's the best shape of his life, and Get ready. <laughs> get ready for, well, get ready he for said, that. He said he wanted to come back in better shape. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Like, he came back. Like, when he came back, I was like, he looks like one of my Italian cousins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he, looks I mean, like he, he admitted cousins. it. He admitted yeah. it that he came back out of shape. And we've gone through all that. And if you've listened to Lockdown Mavs, you know we've, we've talked that to death. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Let's move over to the other game in the NBA. The Miami Heat went 119. I didn't even say the score of the other game. I guess it doesn't matter. The, Sun, the Suns beat them in the fourth quarter. And it wasn't close. 129-109 in case you were wondering <laughs> the, <laughs> i didn't want to subject you to that nick i know i had blocked that out of my I've brain been there <laughs> that's my team you ever, start a podca- you ever start a podcast with the score doesn't matter let's talk about <laughs> that's what- oh, i started a podcast with so we're gonna throw all of that out <laughs> Nothing you did tonight matters. The Heat went 119 to 103. The Miami Heat in this game, it, it just felt like they were holding the Sixers. And the Sixers, again, are without Joel Embiid, with the orbital fracture, with the concussion and all that kind of stuff. It just felt like the Heat were holding. The Heat were without Kyle Lowry as well. We should mention that too. The Heat were holding the Sixers at arm's length. They were like, I'm just going to hold you with the stiff arm and just hold you and hold you and hold you and not really let you get in anywhere. Because the Sixers... The Sixers only led in the first quarter. It was kind of back and forth. And then after that first quarter, the, the Heat went on a little bit of a run, and they just kind of never looked back. And they never really went on this big run. And I've been waiting for the Heat. I've waited all game for the Heat to go on this run where they went 20-5 and five or something like that or went on an 11-12 point run. And it kind of went there at the end. We'll talk about that in a minute. But they never went on this dominating run, and it was kind of their defense that didn't really get them there. Yeah, it, it, it was an interesting game, especially when you look at Miami, right? Like, I, I've... Feel this series feels weird because I'm I came into this like first off just just the person that 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 feels like James Harden is just manipulating the league and so I, I'm kind of enjoying seeing him like <laughs> not be good because it's just like why how does he keep getting deals that put him on teams with superstars when I know he's gonna leave but anyway like you you look at this game though like it felt like there was never a moment where the Heat were the more dominant team. And they were I just, just watched it. And they were just better. But I, I was, watched it and I was like, if Embiid, me and you text, I was like, if Embiid's yeah. here, they lose. And the I way feel they were like playing they in this game. game yeah. I feel like they might have lost game one if Embiid is there. Just like just because of like Bam out of bio absolutely is able to cook. DeAndre Jordan's basically nothing down there. And then they're they're going with a smaller ball lineup. You got Harden, Maxi, Green, Harris. Harris well, it's, doing it's, more. Paul Reed is the other center in the, in the six. Like the, a lot of people were talking about the Sixers is should he go. Though? The Sixers should go. <laughs> they were talking about the Sixers should go small, and Paul Reed is the other guy that would be the center for them. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look about basketball reference. He's officially listed at six nine. I don't know that he's six nine. He's probably yeah. shorter than that. But 
Bam Adebayo, 23 so, uh, points in this game. So a matchup Bam can dominate. <laughs> and should, right? Yeah. And so you, we were just waiting. And the Heat won, and they took care of business and all that kind of stuff. Good for the Heat. They have these... You know, they, they have these these guards and Struess and, and Vincent that they have developed. That's been an incredible story for them. Uh, Jimmy Butler back from all these kind of weird injuries this year. Bam out of bio injuries this year. Um, still missing Kyle Lowry. Like good for the Heat to take care of business to yeah. win this game and to to you know to get a big lead at the end. But they never dominated in this game. I felt like. And no, so I was I just I'm just waiting for the Heat to do that. So if you're starting to look at the Heat playing, you know, the Celtics or the Bucks in the next round, I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried about them if I was. While I was looking at this game. Does um, the emergence of Olin Depot mean this anything a, to you, though? I, I, that's the one great thing. Great transition. Ask. Excellent. The professional podcaster, Pat Ooh. the Designer. Let's go. <laughs> Victor Oladipo in this game, 19 points, six boards, and he had some really good moments against James Harden. They put him one on one against Harden a lot in this game. Oladipo's found month. Harden had a good Harden had a Harden. decent game. He had a good Harden. second quarter. Yeah. He had some good moments, but Oladipo has found money for this Heat team. And I think listen to this he played eight games all year for the heat and so everyone's like okay well what is he gonna look like what's he gonna look like and we're finding out now he's played 60 games since 2019 since january 26th of 2019 so honestly even like go back to like the beginning of 2019 he's only played 60 games but him and then Tyler Hero with 18 points off the bench were a big reason why the heat did win this game they outscored the sixers 52 to 19 in bench points, and that was a massive thing for them. And Oladipo should get a lot of credit because he's come back, and now he's looking like kind of you know, all-starry Oladipo a little bit. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting when you see him play, right, because it's he's he's starting to look like which Ole, right? There's been so many. He's kind of starting to look like how Indiana Ole was, but like, oh, I also have other good players on my team, so I can't just go off for 40. But he looks like he would have the capability to do that if you needed him to. Now, whether he would or not, that's a different story. But the the part that really interests me is, like, while we're talking about they don't have Embiid and while not on the same level at all, the heat without Kyle Lowry to where he it's can direct everybody, that, that's a big loss for them. And Ole's emergence at a time where hopefully you get Kyle Lowry back heading into the next round. <laughs> I can the only think about is... I can only think about that that Disney Channel show the <laughs> Roly Poly Oli when you when you call him Oli that's, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of when I think about that. But coming up, how can the Sixers make this any kind of a series? Because we don't think Joel Embiid's going to come back. We got an update about Joel Embiid. We'll talk about that. But how can the Sixers make this any kind of a series? We'll talk about that coming up, and we'll hit you with a little bit of a little 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 of that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible for a chain store or even the dealership to have all the parts that you need. You're just going to have to wait anyway. So why not wait for it to get delivered right to your home and pay 30%, 50%, even 100% less on some of these parts that you're going to get delivered right to you that you can put on yourself. Go check it all out. RockAuto.com prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. Brake brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. No brake pants for for your cars. Go explore the easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. It's rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Pat, we're talking about the Philadelphia 76ers falling the Miami Heat. Miami Heat taking care of business, getting their win. Still waiting for them to look dominant, but they get the win. Victor Oladipo looked good for them. 
for the Sixers, everyone was waiting. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter, and that's kind of the, the place where you have conversation about basketball during games. Yeah. A lot of people saying, well, why didn't the Sixers go small? Why not just go small? You're getting outscored by this Heat team. They're not taking advantage of you defensively. Why even play DeAndre Jordan? He played 13 minutes. Why even play Paul Reed? He played 25 minutes. Why even play any of these bigs, and why not just go small? I, I mean, it, it doesn't change anything for you, right? Like, I guess you got four guys on the court or five guys on the court that are a little bit quicker, but you got to give credit to Bam Adebayo. Listen, Bam, you put Bam on Tobias Harris, I'm not saying he shuts him down, but if Tobias Harris is the biggest player you got out there and he has no choice but to play Bam, he's going to be tired on one end for Bam going down to work uh, uh, in the paint and, and just killing you on the mid-range. And on the other side of that, right, like, there's not much that that you're going to overly dominate against Bam Adebayo at that five spot. And that's usually when you go small, that's where you feel like you have your advantage. But Bam's, what is he, 6'9", six, 6'8"? Six, like, he, he's, a, he's a small forward, power forward with huge shoulders and a great vertical. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so and not, not to discredit what he is, like, he's a great player, but it's not like we're talking about DeAndre Jordan trying to keep up with, uh, 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 Tobias Harris here. We're talking about a guy who's similar in size and build to Tobias Harris trying to keep up with Tobias Harris. And so I feel like going small in this situation doesn't do much for you. And especially with this Philly team, right? Like, let's be real. We can we can come up with reasons why we want them to, they should do this. They should make this change. They should, where's James? You trade yeah. for James Harden. Where's James Harden? He's taken... 13 and 15 shots in two games. That's not enough. I'm sorry. Joel Embiid is not there. You have to be the offensive juggernaut. Are we talking about Maxi is now the number one scoring option on this team? That's not why we traded away everything we had in this organization to go get you. Where's James Harden? I'm sorry. 20 and 9 looks good on paper, but it's not an impact on the floor. No. I watched James Harden be out there, and I'm not going to lie. There were times where I was looking, and I was like, where the heck's James James Harden is he on the bench? Oh, he's still in the game he's, right now. He's standing over on the sidelines when the ball's not in his hands. He's doing the thing that James Harden did with the, with the Rockets at times. But if, if you're looking at this, and, and a lot of people were asking why not small, uh, part of that is yes, James Harden's got got to step up. But the Sixers did go small in this game. Yeah. That's going to be a conversation. But the Sixers did go small at a certain point in the fourth quarter at eight minutes and twenty three seconds. It was a ten point game, and the Sixers were 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 down by ten. Paul Reed subs out. DeAndre Jordan wasn't anywhere to be found. And that's when the Heat went on a 10-0 run. They went on a 10-0 run as soon as they went small. And the reason why is because the Sixers this year, without a center, so like without Embiid, without DeAndre Jordan, without Paul Reed, without Charles Bassey, without Drummond, who was on this team before the trade, uh, they played 398 possessions with, with that look. They haven't tried it. They haven't messed around with it. They haven't showed it enough looks, and they didn't have enough time with James Harden even to try a small ball look like that. So if you're going to say, well, the Sixers should just go small, they can't. Like, they haven't done it enough. They haven't practiced enough. It's the Patrick Ewing. Do you practice that shot? Do you work on that shot? Do you try that shot, when right? do you and, practice that shot? And they haven't, and their defense was uh, their defense was uh, 128.7 defensive rating. They gave up 128 points per 100 possessions when they were in that smaller look, and Niang fouled out in 10 minutes. That's their small ball five if they were going to go to that. So unless maybe you do something with Tybal at the five or like Tobias Harris at the five or something like that, 
you just I don't think you can do that against this Heat team because the Heat can go small too. That's not a thing that they're they're worried about. They're worried about you know huge bigs and Joel Embiid's their huge big that, that yeah. they don't have in this series. So that's where we are with this. Joel Embiid, we got the update from him. Uh, from Chris Haynes, that yesterday was the first day that Joel Embiid could use his phone because of the brightness of your phone. Um, he's got a concussion, and that messes with you. Can't look at like bright lights or anything like that with a concussion. And so, I I don't know if I even expect Joel Embiid in this game. Like the Sixers have to win probably multiple games in order to give them enough time for Joel Embiid to come back. And and here's the thing you got to think about, right? Like think about your phone. Think about when you go to bed, and you, we all do it. And we turn the brightness all the way down. <laughs> Watch TikTok when you're not that, supposed to right that, before bed, and you'll yeah, never be you able to sleep. Then you'll never sleep. Nope. That was too bright. Because I'm assuming if, like, Joel's looking yeah. at his phone, he's not going to have it on full blast. <laughs> We're probably talking about, <laughs> Oh, damn, about, like, I, didn't know that, I didn't know the brightness could be turned down. Dang it! <laughs> Stupid American phone. He's got, he's got some, like... He's got some uh, sponsorship with some like phone yeah. company. That the brightness only stays once. the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color phone. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the uh, it's, it's the the whatever those like French shoes that Joakim Noah was wearing <laughs> of cell phones. You know what I'm saying? They gave him plantar fasciitis. But it, it's it's you, you got to think about how far away he probably is. Doc Rivers said that he hasn't cleared any of the hurdles no. for him to come back in any game in this series. And Bulls fans, we know, if you don't know, now you know, right? Uh, <laughs> a fractured orbital socket is not a short-time thing. Thanks to Bobby Portis, we're well-versed <laughs> in fractured orbital sockets here in Chicago, seeing as how uh, Nico Miritich thought it was a good idea to run up on the guy that legitimately looks like uh, 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 the, what was the bug from Space Ghost? Y'all know who I'm talking about with the eyes. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, you walk up and... Like, that, that's not the dude you walk up on. But it takes time <laughs> for that to heal. And I'm not talking about a week. Nico was out for multiple months on that. We could see Joel Embiid not get the opportunity to come back based on the fact that James Harden is a three at this point on a team. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, he, what is he? Like, he, he the perfect role for James was role he hated. Hey, buddy, you're not that guy no more. Kyrie and KD could have saved your career. You're here now. You got to be the one. So I think they're a long way away, and I don't think we see Joel Embiid come back at all in this series because I don't think it'll last long enough. There we are. Let's play a little bit of our favorite game every week. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it. Let's play Count It Up where we count up the craziest, funniest, uh, most interesting things in the NBA. Ben Simmons, the Nets announced that he will undergo microdisectotomy procedure which is basically a, some type of a, a back surgery uh, in street clothes. The great follow on Twitter with the, uh, uh, the great stuff on NBA injuries all the time says a micro disectomy is performed to remove the material that is impinging on the nerves. There have been causes, cases of players undergoing disc related surgeries and still performing at a high level, including Dwight Howard and Danilo Gallinari. So, oh, two ab- dudes that were never the same after their back <laughs> after surgeries. their back surgery. So, so let's play the game. Count it up. Count it up. How many all stars will Ben Simmons make after this back surgery? Oh, we're going hardcore. On I go, I'm um, going for all for it. Do you think Ben Simmons is ever an all star again? Basically, I because th- I don't think Dwight Howard was. Gallinari never I, was. I'll I'll say this right. Gallinari and Dwight Howard didn't have Kevin Durant and Kyrie on their teams. Uh, I've watched Delonte West yeah, make an NBA. Dwight only NBA. had LeBron and, and Anthony Davis on his team. 
Yeah, but that was a long <laughs> way after. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I've I've watched I've watched James uh, Harden. I've watched Delonte West make an All Star game when I was like, I mean, he plays well. Zadronis Ogowskis made an All Star game next <laughs> the to thing, LeBron. Like, I'll I'll say he'll make at least two after this. The the the, the point that's different about it is Ben Simmons is younger than those guys. He's yeah. got more time to come back, and um, I I'm I'm hopeful for I'm hopeful for him. But him having a back surgery, a lot of people are eating their words on a lot of things that they said. Over this this season, but yeah, Ben Simmons Moore. having back surgery—that's definitely something. Yeah, right. That's definitely something to, to watch out for. Uh, next one: the Golden State Warriors guard Gary Payton the second, after just being just being a dirty a dirty play away from still playing in this from Dylan Brooks, who will be sidelined for three to five weeks with an elbow fracture. Count it up. Closer to three weeks or five weeks for Gary Payton? Uh, I'd probably say three weeks because. You're you just know he's gonna be fighting his way back. I mean, he's literally fought his way into the NBA. He's fought his way onto a team that's gonna uh, 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 hold on to him and really uh, 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 try and give him give him a, a nice size contract. I would assume this season, right? So I think he's going to be uh, he's gonna be doing everything he can to get back to the Warriors as soon as possible. Bonus. Count it up. How much does this affect the Warriors on a scale of like one to five? Five being like they're missing it, you know, an all-star type player. One being like, ah, oh, they're not going to matter. To me, I think this is a three or maybe even a four because he was kind of their option to go one-on-one on on John Morant. And you saw without jo- without jo- without Gary Payton the second out there, John Morant went nuts in that fourth quarter. And the Warriors haven't really done the thing where they just attack John Morant like the the Suns are doing against against uh, Luca in this game. And so John Morant had, you know, he had it at the end, and he went nuts in the fourth quarter. And I think Gary Payton is was their best option to defend him one on one. So I think they miss it. They're going to miss him a lot. This is a pretty big injury for them that kind of is going to go under the radar. I think there's certain players right where your best defender just still isn't good enough. Um, I think unfortunately that's Gary Payton just because of how great Ja is. So I would I would give it a a. a <laughs> You said two being like, or or one being like, not that it's, important. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'd I'd give it a two, right? He is important. He does matter to the team. He he absolutely is a, is a good defender. That is a deterrent uh, for John Morant. But even if you play John Morant well defensively, like Pat Bev dropped the tweet on. Shout out to Pat Bev. I must say, <laughs> didn't, hap- didn't happen in my series. But uh, you, the reason it didn't happen in his series is because when John Morant couldn't score as easily. He just started kicking the ball around to guys that were wide open and could. So I think that uh, it's a two in my opinion, but I still got the Warriors probably pulling this one out, unfortunately. Last one. There was a viral video of Scott Foster and Ed Malloy. I don't know why we know those guys' names. We do. They're referees in the NBA. There's a viral video of them not knowing who Jack Harlow was. And then later yesterday, they posted a video to Jack Harlow's Harlow's Twitter. They responded to a tweet where they were lip-syncing in their car, basically doing carpool karaoke to Nail Tech, which is Jack Harlow's song. And uh, Count it up. on a scale of one to five, five being the cringiest, one being it's fine. How cringy was the Scott Foster Ed Malloy video of them carpool karaoke to Nail Tech, Jack Harlow's song? You know what? I'll give it a three for one reason. If wow, you go watch, right down I, the middle. I, hold, on, hold on, I'll give it a three for one reason. If you go watch it, Foster knows the words. <laughs> It's I gotta give it a credit. Give it a three for being well produced. Yeah, I gotta give production value. Right, like they're all sitting in the car. Like literally, there's one dude on the side just going bang. They bang. 
they use the iMovie like, right. <laughs> like, like tra- preloaded transitions, but they yeah. but they still knew the song. I, I I gotta give I gotta give Foster a little credit. I'll go I'll go three on it. Still cringy, right? Still cringy, but I mean, I listen to Eminem, so old white dudes rapping is, is <laughs> fine by me. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. That's Locked On NBA. Go listen to Locked On Bulls. Great stuff all throughout the offseason with Pat the Designer and CEO Hayes. And go listen to Locked On Mavs. We broke down more about the Mavericks and Luka Doncic and all that kind of stuff. We'll be going all the way through the playoffs whenever whenever it ends for the Mavs. We'll talk about all that and more. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Boom! Boom!